No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. When Adam sinned by eating the forbidden fruit, death came into the world. But in the same day, God revealed His plan to save mankind from death. Today, Pastor Daryl continues in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12. Hope you'll join us for Simply the Bible. Everything changed with the loss of innocence. Eve was deceived by the serpent and ate the forbidden fruit. She gave it to Adam and he ate. Now they entered the world of evil. The enlightenment that the serpent promised them left them feeling naked and ashamed. And when they heard the Lord walking in the garden, they hid themselves. The Lord called to Adam, where are you? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? It was the voice, not of an arresting policeman, but of a brokenhearted father. We pick it up in Genesis chapter 3, verse 12. Then the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I ate. On the day she was made, and God brought her to him, Adam cried out in ecstasy, This is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Now, Adam says, The woman you gave me, she did it. Not only was innocence lost in sin, but also love. Adam knew a new evil, blaming others. Verse 13, And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. Eve followed Adam's lead and passed blame to the serpent. Verse 14, So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all cattle and more than every beast of the field. On your belly you shall go, and you shall eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. What did the serpent do? He let Satan enter him. Thousands of years later, a man named Judas would do the same thing, and he would be known as the son of destruction. We don't know exactly what the serpent looked like before the curse. We know that in Revelation chapters 12 and 20, Satan is identified as the dragon and serpent of old. Therefore, it is possible that our concept of a dragon comes from this ancient creature. We also know that the Hebrew word for serpent comes from another word that means to practice divination. We are told that the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field. Certainly, he was enchanting as the only other creature besides man that could speak. It is likely that he was physically attractive for Eve was drawn to him and we are told that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. But whatever the serpent used to be, now changed. He was cursed more than all cattle and every beast of the field. These other animals had the dignity of holding their heads up above the ground, but the serpent 
would always crawl in the dust on its belly. He had used his mouth to deceive. Now it would be filled with dust and he would eat it all the days of his life. God would put enmity between the serpent and the woman. I know for a fact that my wife hates snakes. The woman and the serpent had been partners in sin, but now they would be mortal enemies. The second part of verse 15 is certainly worth highlighting. And between your seed and her seed, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. The enmity would be passed on to the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. Seed in the scripture always refers to reproduction. Among animals and humans, seed refers to the male sperm that fertilizes the female egg. It also refers to offspring in general. Now, the seed of the serpent could simply mean future generations of serpents or snakes. But the seed of the woman is most unusual because the seed always comes from the man. It would be thousands of years before the prophet Isaiah would make sense of all this. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The seed of the woman could only refer to the virgin birth of the Messiah, the one who would be called Emmanuel, God with us. This seed would crush the head of the serpent's seed and the serpent's seed would crush his heel. Genesis 3.15 is truly an amazing verse because as soon as man sinned, God revealed his plan for salvation. Now, when Satan entered Judas, the son or the seed of destruction, and he betrayed Christ into the hands of lawless men, this was the devil's hour and the power of darkness. Jesus Christ was crucified on a Roman cross. Satan crushed his heel that is, Christ's earthly body. But while Satan was gloating in his victory, Christ crushed his head, for he paid the price for all sin for all time with his righteous blood and redeemed man from Satan's power. Speaking of this amazing work on the cross, the Apostle Paul wrote in Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The head of the serpent would be crushed. The devil's tyrannical reign over mankind was over with the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. God proved this by raising Christ from the dead. The way was revealed through faith in Jesus to escape sin's curse of death. All of this was prophesied in Genesis 3 when God cursed the serpent. The curse was not without hope. Mercy was on the horizon. Verse 16, To the woman, God said, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. The woman had been formed from man's side to be his helper, but she helped Adam into sin. 
She was made to be the mother of children, but it would now be in childbirth that she would suffer. And this suffering would not end with childbirth, but would continue as her children grew. The woman's desire would be for her husband, and he would rule over her. This word for desire describes a very strong emotion or feeling to have or do something. It may refer to sexual urges or desires, a desire to dominate, or just to be independent of the man. It was a corruption of God's original design of order, harmony, and equality between husband and wife. Likewise, the husband would dominate his wife. Again, this was a corruption of the love that man originally had for his wife before sin entered the world. This is the origin of marital strife. It is an inevitable result of the fall. But God actually has a good solution. And that is, a man should love his wife as Christ loves the church, and a woman should respect her husband as she does the Lord. Then to Adam, the Lord said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life both thorns and thistles that shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you shall return. By far the longest curse goes to the man, three times as many words as to the woman. Why? Because man is the head of his wife. And to whom much is given, much is required. God's indictment against man is that he heeded his wife's voice rather than God's. Man has been making the same mistake ever since. The Apostle Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 11.3, But I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. But man does not always make Christ his head. And rather than providing godly leadership in the home, he abdicates leadership to his wife and heeds her voice. And this is a perversion of God's design. Not that man should ever dominate his wife, but that he should be a servant leader who himself is under the authority of God. Because man failed in this responsibility, he would suffer a threefold curse. Number one, the ground would be cursed. Before the fall, Adam tended the garden, which was a pleasurable pastime for him. But now thorns, thistles, and never-ending weeds would grow up on their own. Bringing forth food from the ground would now be a constant struggle. Second, man was assigned hard work. Even if he wasn't a farmer, man would make a living by toil and sweat all the days of his life. How many men try to escape this fact of life by becoming independently wealthy, but they often get themselves into trouble because idle hands are the devil's workshop. We need stuff to keep us busy so that we don't get into trouble and we don't sin. Third, man's life would end as it began, in the dust of the ground. By eating of the tree of life, 
Man could have lived forever, but now his physical body would die. As he was made from dust, he would return to the dust. However, man's spirit would remain an eternal being. Speaking of death, King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 12.7, Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. We will all appear before God for judgment. But whether we spend eternity in heaven or hell depends upon our relationship with the promised seed of the woman, that is, Jesus Christ. We are told in Acts 4.12, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. How we see the Father's love for his wayward children. The curse was not a wrathful God punishing sinful man, Rather, it was the discipline of a loving father who knew that his children needed boundaries. This is evident because even in the curse, the one who had experienced the full effects of the curse was God's only begotten son. The thorns of the ground would be made into a crown of thorns and pressed into his scalp. He would drink the cup of wrath, suffering, and death that the father gave him. And all of this revealed when our ancestors, Adam and Eve, first bit into the forbidden fruit, mercy triumphs over judgment. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. They meet Sunday mornings at 1030 at Pepper Ridge Elementary School in Boise. To listen to any of Pastor Daryl's teachings or to find out more about the church, go to their website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. Join Pastor Daryl tomorrow as he continues in the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve's new home outside of Eden.